Hello and welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I am your host, Stephanie J. I am so glad to have you with me on this day, the day that the Lord hath made, and we should rejoice and be glad in it. That verse of scripture is found in Psalm 118, verse 24. How are you doing today? I hope that you're well. I know, I know, I know we are dealing with a lot. Let's just put that aside just for a few moments and let's shift our focus on something else, something a little more positive. Today, I want to start off with this word of encouragement, looking at a very, very, very comforting passage of scripture. Psalm 27 really became alive in me during the time of my brother's death. I've mentioned it on other podcasts, written about it in a few of my books. Um, It was a very troubling time in my young life. And um, his death was somewhat mysterious. It was not a peaceful death like what my mother-in-law just experienced a few days ago. It was a tragic death, but it was pretty mysterious. And to this day, over 20 years later, we still do not have answers or know what happened. In fact, my parents chose not to delve into it so much. My mother's word to me was, will it bring him back? She didn't see a need to go through all of that. It wouldn't make a difference in the outcome. And so I was extremely torn. I was extremely troubled and struggling in so many areas uh, behind his death. And I would question God often. And I mean, I cried and I cried and I cried and I would ask God questions And one day when I stopped being so angry, because I kind of pushed my Bible aside, I don't know if you do that. Sometimes I do. And I felt like I don't want to hear anything right now. And I definitely do not need to hear a verse of scripture right now. That is not going to cut it. That's how I felt. But when I opened up that word and my eyes uh, glossed Psalm 27, Those words seemed to pierce my heart and I grabbed hold of those words. And I remember when my mother and father was dropping me off that evening, I was sharing that before I got out of the car and my father, he was, you know, really angry and he was just like, whatever, like, I'm not trying to hear any of that right now. I just buried my son and I could totally understand that, but my mother found comfort in it and told me, you know, I'm going to read it, you know, when I get home. And she did tell me later, she said, oh, I did. I read Psalm 27 and I see what you mean. She said, I I do feel comforted behind those words. In fact, through my brother's death, my mother held up and she was very strong. I literally only saw her cry two times uh, through that whole thing when I was around. And so, um, These words, they're not just words. It is the word of God. And we know that this is a psalm of 
King David. And so I just want to read a portion of this scripture and, and just be encouraged today. The, my word of encouragement to you is no matter what it is, no matter what's going on, no matter what it looks like, God is on the throne. He's never stopped being God and he never will be. And even though we have an enemy, we're not going to focus on him. He's like a minion compared to our God. We need to put our focus back. We need to take our lives back out of our hands and put them in the hands of the Savior. Can I get an amen on that? The Bible says, the Lord is my light. Doesn't matter how dark it is. It doesn't matter what darkness is surrounding us as a nation or you as an individual or even the things going on in my personal life. The Lord is my light. He will shine the light in darkness. And guess what? He's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And guess what? He has called us to be the light of the world. So the word of God says, and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid to win the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumbled and fell. And we know that we have an enemy and we know that Ephesians tells us we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. Oh yeah, it's on. The fight is on, but I'm so glad that it's fixed because Jesus Christ already won. He already won. It's already won. It's already done. Now all we have to do is walk it out. And the Bible that I read tells me that we walk this thing out by faith faith and not by sight. So I'm not going to worry about or focus too much on what I'm seeing around me because everything is subject to change and it does change and it will change. So verse two says, they stumbled and fell. When they came upon me, they stumbled and fell. Three says, though in host should encamp against me, it can be a whole host, a whole army. A camping against you to encamp, to surround, to come against you. My heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. The Bible says, put not confidence in the flesh. Four says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. Every time I read that line, it takes me to a song that Marvin Sapp has. And it says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. That I may dwell, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever is a long time, be it eternity in hell or eternity in heaven forever is a long, 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 long time. And so what we're in, what we're living in, what we're facing today, this is short. The apostle Paul said, this is a temporal thing. This is a light thing. This light affliction, that's what we're going through. And I know sometimes it seems like we're going through for so long and it seems like it's never going to end. But hold on and understand that it will end. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're facing, whatever I'm facing, it has an appointed time. You just have to walk it out. The end of four says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord 
and to inquire in his temple. Five, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. This is a time of trouble. This is a time of trouble for all of us. This is a time of trouble for this entire world. But the Bible says in Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I don't know about you, but that's where I want to be. That's where I need to be. And that's where I need to get at this time in my life. I don't have a crystal ball. I am not a medium. I cannot see beyond what I can see right now, especially in the physical, but I'm walking this thing out by faith. How about you? It says in his secret, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Six, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies. Stop focusing on who's around you, who doesn't like you, who doesn't want you to succeed, who doesn't want your marriage to prosper. We know we have an enemy and he's coming against us with everything that he has in this last hour because he knows his time is short. But we better put our focus on the king of glory. It says, therefore, will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy? We can't be walking around here moping and crying and weeping. The scripture says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's what comes to me right now. You may not feel it. I don't feel joyful all the time, especially when I'm walking around here feeling angry, feeling sad, feeling hurt, feeling disappointed. But we have to learn how, myself included, how to walk in the spirit and not be overcome with the things of the flesh. But the Bible tells us to mortify the deeds of the flesh. The old man is supposed to be crucified. So we're supposed to be walking in the spirit. And if we are, as Galatians tells us, we have the fruit of the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit of God, which is love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, temperance, long suffering. And no, we don't want to suffer. We want everything to work out. We want everything to pan out. We want it microwavably quick. But the thing about the microwave is there's some mysterious element in there that electrifies our food and it changes it and therefore changes the food that we put in our body. And it's not so good for us, you know, so we need to get back into marinating. That's what God is into. He likes to take his time and seal the juices in and make sure everything is done. He's getting us ready. He's preparing us for a place. He's preparing us for a time, for a season that the Bible says will reign with him. So we need to stop focusing so much on this world. It's temporal. It is not going to last. We need to learn to put our trust in him. We need to learn to call on him in the time of trouble. Let him hide you. Stop calling out to that man. Stop running after that woman. Stop seeking the, the temporary pleasures of the world, the job. As we could see very clearly with the coronavirus, all of the things that what was shut down, everything. We were shut down. We were in the holding pattern for so long. There were things that you wanted that you couldn't get to. Nothing in this world is going to last. Nothing. 
but I've been hearing since I was a little girl, only what you do for Christ will last. That needs to be our focus. And if, if you're off track, if I get off track right now, while you're here, while you're still yet alive, as the old folks used to say, you can get back on track. The Bible says only those who walk the straight and narrow path are going to see him, are going to make it in. He says in the book of Luke, in that day, many will call on me. Many will say, are you a part of the many? I'm not, and I'm not going to be a part of that many. Many will call on me and say, Lord, Lord, have we not cast out devils in your name? Have we not prophesied in your name? God, we put on church dinners and church banquets and the hundred women in white. And we raised money for the building fund. And we fed a couple homeless people. And we opened up our church in the winter for the shelter, you know, for kickback from the government. And we, and we, and we put on pastoral banquets and, and we did all kinds of stuff in the name of Jesus. And we built temples and we built shrines to ourselves, even though we did it in your name. And he said, I'm going to say, this is Jesus talking as I'm closing this out. He said, I'm going to say, depart from me. When you hear those words, understand that it's too late. There is no coming back. It's too late for a comeback then. He said, depart from me, ye who worked iniquity. I never knew you. Do you want to stand before that throne and hear those words one day? Or do you want to be a part of the few? He said, narrow is the gate. Narrow is the entrance. So that means you have to go where no one else is willing to go. Even if it means you're walking alone. I have walked most of my life alone. Most of it has been by choice because some ways I'm just not going. Some people I'm just not going with. No, I don't need you coming to my house. I don't need to come to your house. I don't need to hang out with you. I don't need to attend your functions. I'm not down with that anyway. I'm down with Christ. That's what I'm down with. I don't care about building up for the world. I don't care about networking. I don't care about that big, beautiful house that I used to dream of and work in corporate for. I used to want a Mercedes Benz. All of that changed when my loved ones started leaving. I tell you the truth as I'm closing this out. I'd rather be able to talk to my mother or my brother or my grandmother. Again, even my mother-in-law right now, she's gone. There is no comeback once you make that final transition. I'd rather have my loved ones back than a whole bunch of materialistic things that are going to pass away one day. So my quest, I don't know about you, my quest is to be in his pavilion. My quest is to stay in the secret place. My quest is to get it right so that one day I can see his face and I can hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to know that I was good and faithful with what he called me to do. It is time out for the game plan. I don't know about you, but I am sick and tired of that devil. I am sick and tired of the mess going on all around me. I'm sick and tired of living, looking at the world, the messy lives, looking at people doing the same thing. I'm tired. I watched the lady sitting in my car the other day and she was out at a restaurant smoking a cigarette and she just looked like she wasn't here. It looked like I was just looking at a shell of a woman. And, and, and in hindsight, hindsight, 
You know, I probably should have gotten out of my car and said something to her. There was a day where I was would not have hesitated or thought about it. But where I am right now, I'm just I've just allowed myself to get so caught up in my thoughts and what's been going on in my world that I didn't even think about it until I thought about her again. She looked like a zombie. Do you know how many people are walking up and down the streets that are not even really here? Some of them are taken over by drugs and alcoholism and all kinds of spirits. And we're just going on our merry way. Like everything is okay. Like it's going to be all right. But I'm, I'm trying to tell you today, it will never be the same. The world that we know, the world that we knew, the lives that we lived, it will never be the same. Have you been to Walmart or any of these stores lately that they don't even accept cash? They're trying to phase out the cash. We knew that it was coming. We knew, I've known this ever since I was a little girl and Elder Faust used to preach about what would happen towards the time of the mark of the beast. You wouldn't be able to use cash. You won't be able to buy or sell. Revelation tells us that. Wake up, people. We are right here. We are right here. The moment, the hour is right here. We don't have time to keep playing. We don't have time to keep playing down here because one day he is going to crack that sky and you may or you may not be here. I may or I may not be here, but it matters. This is what they call in the, in the football games. This is crunch time. This is the last segment of the game. We are on our way out of here one way or the other, whether we like it or not. And it matters what you do in between. Only what we do for Christ will last. So we better get on our game. You're talking about being that boss chick and that, I don't know what they call men. I hear it. I see it on t-shirts. People are worried about bringing their A-game to the office when offices are shut down everywhere. People are working remotely. Healthcare is totally different than anything we've ever seen. Doctors on call, you know, places that we cannot enter because of this pandemic. You have to enter everywhere with a mask. It will never be the same. It will never be the same again. So my admonishment and word of encouragement to whoever is listening and will hear this, we better make sure we're bringing out a game to the kingdom. We better make sure we are representing the king of kings. And I have a work to do. I have a job to do. I need to go deeper. I need to get my discipline back. I need to start getting up out of my bed instead of just praying a lot in my bed, falling asleep and waking up. I need to get stretched back out on my floor. I fast, I pray, I stay in the word, but it's not as diligent as it once was. And I'm telling you, this is the hour. It is time for us to wake up. It's time to stop falling asleep at the will. The Bible says it's nigh time. It's nigh time to draw unto him. He said, if you draw unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. Verse seven in Psalm 27, I'll leave you with this. It says, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. He's not going to hear if you don't cry out to him. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. Eight, when thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. We need to go back to seeking his face. Put that on your agenda today. I don't know what all is going on, but put that on your agenda. Don't let it be said too late like the whinings, the beautiful song tomorrow that was out many, many years ago. For tomorrow 
very well may begin today. You don't know if you have another breath, another 10 breaths. You don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow or next week. We don't know. So it is high time that we get our lives in order and prepare for the coming of the King. You be richly and abundantly blessed until we speak again. Thank you so much for listening.